Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Yeah, I watched some preseason football last night, and I saw Jameis Winston torch Jacksonville. And I found myself with this weird feeling. I was rooting and am rooting for Jameis Winston. How do I justify this? Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. So wait, is it okay to root for Jameis Winston? Am I in a good human spot if I want Jameis Winston to do good things? I need some reinforcement on this. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, Tuesday edition. I'm in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the heavy-aired and sweaty Intracoastal, have you until one? ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, hey Siri, hey Google Play. ESPN 106.3. Uh, again, before we we dive in here, I want to thank Pierre Garcon, John I. Leonard product, one of the all-time great wide receivers. Colts, Washington football team, uh, San Francisco for coming in and spending an entire hour with us yesterday. And Coquel, I think he had fun. I think he had a good time, and I know. I had a great time hearing him tell stories. Like, he was remarkable yesterday. So, hopefully, he wants to come back and we can do something regularly with him. I mean, he said, see you guys soon. I mean, that's locked in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's a packed in blood. You're right. Uh, So, last night was an incredible performance. And I've been staying away, other than the Dolphins, I've been staying away from a lot of preseason football because I'm going to be an open book. I just don't bleeping care. What? Like, I just don't. I don't. I'm not like Coquel who was in COVID quarantine watching preseason football. He's spilling coffee all over himself uh, right now. You are you are a wreck. <laughs> the, the top. Go back into quarantine. I can't. I can't let you walk out of your home. You know the top of the coffee when you have like a cooler. Yeah. I don't want to mention the name because yeah, it yeah, sounds I like the it. coffee did something wrong. With I, get it. I I didn't screw it all the way on, <laughs> and now it's on my shirt. That's a perfect synopsis of just you. And I didn't the worst screw part it all the way like on. Like skinny guys, they spill something on their shirt. It's like ha ha ha. Fat guys, it's like oh, you couldn't fit it all in at once, <laughs> huh, fatty? Uh, and it becomes expected. It's like oh, the fat guy did it again. Yeah, look, oh, look at him trying to get the whole <laughs> thing in his mouth at uh, one time. Why don't you chew? My poor, my poor radio baby. Uh, Jameis Winston was awesome last night. Uh, against Jacksonville, and it's becoming increasingly clear that the Jaguars are going to have some problems in their first year under Urban Meyer. Trevor, I hope you enjoy your Bitcoin, uh, your Bitcoin sponsorship because this is going to be a rough year. Uh, nine of ten, 123 yards, two touchdowns, one fifty-seven and a half QB rating for Jameis Winston. I mean, he was automatic. He was a stud. He was sensational. And after the game, Jameis Winston, speaking with reporters, just sounded like a guy who was happy, sounded like a guy who was grateful for the opportunity, sounded like a guy that really just appreciated 
being out there last night. Here's Jameis Winston post game last night. The biggest thing is we got to win. So I mean, that's that's a big weight off your back when you get a win. Uh, so it's the same, man. It like. I got to give God all the glory. Like, I haven't started a football game in so long, man. So I was just, I was so excited to just get an opportunity to start and uh, lead the pack, man. It, it was exciting. And uh, the rhythm was great. Offensive line was phenomenal. Uh, and we had guys like Quez making plays all night, man. You, you got to love that. Seeing him with that smile, oh, with that energy, with the free-flowing ability to just play football, Almost like he's free of the pressure of being a number one overall pick like he had the entire time in Tampa with an established coaching staff around him, with all those weapons that Drew Brees enjoyed. Last night, when I see Jameis thriving, I felt good. That put a smile on my face. I appreciated that, and I'm rooting for Jameis Winston. I want him to succeed. Then I also think back, because a lot of us forget, Jameis Winston was part of the most high-profile rape allegation, rape case, that we've seen in modern sports in the last 20 years. In his unbelievably up-and-down, controversial freshman season at Florida State. That is still, to me, since I have been here in South Florida, in the state of Florida, The most high-profile, the most ugly situation that I have seen in sports based out of this state. Yet, despite all of that, I was rooting, and I'm rooting for Jameis. And it flies in the face of what I said yesterday with Evan Cohen, who you hear commercial-free every day here on ESPN 106.3. Yesterday, Evan made, Coquel, a point that I thought was interesting and it had some holes in it, but there's some validity to it as well that Ben Roethlisberger deserves more of a last dance season than Aaron Rodgers does because he's won more. He's had a more successful career if you're going by championships. Uh, He has put up big numbers. He has not been a system quarterback. He has not been uh, a game manager. He's been an elite passer. For portions of his career. I don't agree that Ben Roethlisberger deserves more of a last dance because Aaron Rodgers has the flash. He has the memorable moments. He has the legendary instances. But this is what I said on Evan yesterday uh, about Aaron Rodgers versus Ben Roethlisberger. This is what I said yesterday on Evan with Ben Roethlisberger versus Aaron Rodgers as Coquel just stares at me blankly. Well, tell me. Tell me what you said, Ken. Is there an argument that there's the last dance is more Roethlisberger than Rodgers? Yeah, I suppose, except Aaron Rodgers has more memorable moments. Aaron Rodgers has more flash. Aaron Rodgers has more jaw-dropping, I can't believe he just did that. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't have an alleged sexual assault in his background either. So with Ben Roethlisberger, I went right to the sexual assault to undercut whether or not he should have a farewell like Aaron Rodgers is going to get at some point, or maybe even this season. But with Jameis, here I am rooting for him, wanting him to succeed, dazzled by what he did last night against Jacksonville, wanting him to beat uh, Taysom Hill for the starting job, wanting him to be the guy and ball out. 
Is it okay to root for Jameis? Is it okay to want Jameis to succeed? Because I am wildly conflicted. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Is it okay to root for Jameis Winston? I, I'll admit, Coquel, I am, I am a sucker for the smile, for the sunny disposition, no matter what is taking place. Even when he had his struggles in Tampa, even when he's throwing interception after interception after interception, 30-1 season, it was always, hey, I'm still moving forward, still got my team around me. He's a genuinely, appears to be a genuinely positive presence, uh, a person that people want to be around because he's going to push you, but he's also going to put his arm around you. By all accounts, Jameis outwardly is a good person to be around. But then you go back to his freshman season and what carried into his sophomore season and what made him the ultimate heel in college football. And we're not talking about something that's light here. We're talking about a rape allegation. A rape allegation that was ugly from the start. A rape allegation where you heard from both sides. A rape allegation where it was ugly and it was disturbing. The details, the behavior of those in authority in Tallahassee, whether it be Florida State, whether it be the district attorney, it was gross. It never, ever felt like the actual victim, the one making the accusations, was being properly tended to it never felt like the accuser was actually being fully listened to the accuser had to leave florida state had to flee the institution because she became the bad person in all of this meanwhile Jameis, the only time that he ever missed a game the only time that he ever faced any sort of punishment is when he stood in the middle of a crowded area on campus and he yelled an expletive off of a picnic table. That's the only time that he faced any sort of punishment. And if you recall, that was the first half of that Clemson game in his sophomore season. That's the only time that he faced any sort of, of issue any sort of accountability. And we don't know the full details. We don't know what 100% took place. It turned out that Jameis really sort of skated on the entire thing. And it was gross. It was sketchy. And there was rightful outrage about Jameis Winston and whether or not he should continue to play at Florida State. But now, we are removed enough from that where I have... Lost that from memory. I have lost how I felt then, and I feel like this is a guy that I want to root for. This is a guy that I want to succeed. This is a guy that I want to be the starter for the Saints, and I'm conflicted about this, especially after I made the comment yesterday about Ben Roethlisberger and the sexual assault and how it's hard to root for him and want him to get a last dance and how it's tough to say he deserves it because he hasn't been a good guy. Well, Jameis has been in the same spot, but I'm rooting for Jameis. Is it okay to like Jameis? Is it okay to root for Jameis? I need some backup on this or tell me that I'm an idiot, that I am a hypocrite, 
and we're on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. I mean, am I just being duped here, Coquel? Or or is it okay to, 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 am I just separating myself, football Jameis, from actual person Jameis? Because football Jameis, I kind of want to get behind this guy. You posed the question to me today, and I'm trying to pick my words carefully, and I was like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you root for Jameis? So what if he threw 30 interceptions? Like, that's where my head went, and I know that's wrong. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't even think of the Florida State But stuff. I think collective football has done what you did and what I have done, and that is just put the, the rape allegation and all the ugliness at Florida State into the deep recesses of our mind and just not, not broach it any longer. And then at what point are we allowed to move forward with it when it's back in our mind? Yeah. That's the other question is, because then you bring it up and like, oh, I don't want to root for this guy. But then it's, is he scarred for life? And should he be? Because did he actually pay a punishment? You know, like we're not the ones to make those decisions on it. Yeah. It's a really tough spot because I was really confused because I, I always root for Jameis because I honestly had completely forgotten about it. Like, yeah. 100%. And, I, and I'm someone who rips Roethlisberger. I'm someone who still rips Adrian Peterson for taking a switch out to his kid in the backyard. Like I won't root for him. I always, if his name gets brought up, I have to throw that's in the my first little thing two you cents. Yeah, yeah, that's your that's your gut reaction is those fleeting moments in the lives of both of those guys, whereas Jameis, this was all consuming. This was a year and a half of did Jameis do it? Did he not? Should he be punished? Should he not? Should he play for Florida State anymore? Should he not? Does he deserve to win the Heisman? Does he not? Should he be the number one overall pick of Tampa Bay, or should he not? Like that This existed. This lived it with us for a year and a half. I mean, this was the epicenter of the whole thing. You couldn't leave it. It was always Jameis, 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 Jameis. And he ended up winning the Heisman. He ended up being able to play his sophomore season. He ended up being able to be the number one overall pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then we just sort of forgot about all of it. We laughed at him because of the crab legs. We said, oh, well, he sat in, uh, he stood up on a picnic table and yelled an expletive. Oh, he's eating W's. Oh, he's just goofy. Oh, Jameis, hey, come here, football hug. Like, that's where I'm at with him right now. I, I am rooting for him. Yet, I, if I'm going to bring up Ben Roethlisberger's past, I also still, that still plays a portion of the tale of Jameis Winston. And I, I'm just having a tough time justifying this. I want to root for him, but is it okay? Like, is, the, is there a statute on limitations and not on just with James, how we judge him? With all athletes that are in these situations. Because yeah. we're going to find our way with Deshaun Watson if he ever comes back, which yeah. is looking not great. Yeah. But, but you know what? A lot of time, Michael Vick. I rooted for Michael Vick when he came uh-huh. back. He was the ultimate reclamation. Story. But I felt like he paid his dues. Wasn't I don't care about dogs. I felt like he learned. He went to jail. He did his punishment. What more can you ask from the guy? Everybody's got to have a second chance at some point. Yeah. Especially if you paid your dues and you're showing contrition. Well, this Jam- goes. I don't know if Jameis did because, again, after he was accused, he was jumping on the table, yelling those things that are in line with what he was accused of. Like he didn't learn a lesson. Like it was. It was. And. It, has Jameis been the greatest decision maker on and off the field? No, absolutely not. But I wonder if I am, if I just get caught up in the fact that in a world that is so damned negative all the time, the fighting and the sniping and the division. And uh, I mean, honestly, our existence over the last five years, even before the pandemic, it was, nope, you're this. Nope, you're that. Nope. 
I don't want to associate with you. Nope, I don't believe what you stand for. Like, this dude is overwhelmingly positive at almost all times. He went from throwing 33 touchdowns in a season to having to sign a one-year contract in New Orleans. He went from being a pro bowler in his rookie season in Tampa to by the time he was done in Tampa, even though he was putting up prolific touchdown numbers, he couldn't stop throwing it to the other team. And he was so toxic just based off that and because it was easy to tease him about that, that he only earned himself a one-year deal. He's been brought back for a second year here in New Orleans, but there was no way that he was going to beat out Drew Brees. He went from number one overall pick to five years later, backup. Backup. Worse than that. Maybe even a third string behind a guy who's not really a quarterback. He went from number one pick to having to play against Taysom Hill. Yeah. Like, that's the ultimate insult. Not being benched. Not saying, That guy, he's not a quarterback, Taysom Hill. Like, it's clear. And his preseason has been... Oof. He needs to put that weight back on. He <laughs> lost the weight to be a quarterback. If you want to stay in the league, you better get back in the gym. Yeah. Go see... Tom Brady's guy. He's got some special sauce for you. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm i going to root for Jameis. Jameis Winston, I think, deserves to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. When you see him balling out, when you see him and how he associates with teammates, when you see him getting beat up by the practice pads, when you see him with all these goofy workouts that he does, uh, I mean, he looks silly. But he's not afraid to embarrass himself. He's not afraid to put himself out there. He laughs it off. He has the right approach to life. But it also means that I think I'm going to root for him while being conflicted, while having that rooting interest tarnished, because I should not be forgetting about what happened at Florida State. Or are we being unfair bringing that up again? Like, at what point do we put that in the rearview mirror? He clearly has. Are we allowed to put that in the rearview mirror? If I'm going to sit here on the show and say that uh, I'm not going to judge someone by their worst moment, but worst moments, there are levels to worst moments. An alleged rape is a pretty significant worst moment. There's right? also the alleged part. Sure. How long do we hold it against someone? And I'm not saying we shouldn't because there are times when it can't be proven and even though everyone knows it happened. And I don't know what the deal is in this case. I honestly don't remember how far down the line. I just know it looked, it was very, ugly. looked shady cover-up-ish. It you know what is. I mean? So, like, it makes you presume more guilt than innocence. But at what point does the alleged, like, Roethlisberger, and again, I'm doing it, Roethlisberger, I hate Roethlisberger. He was accused, mm-hmm. but he never was actually found guilty of rape. No. You know what I mean? So, like, at what point do we do we go there? Do we let the law decide how we feel? And he's not silly, and he's not goofy, and he doesn't joke around with his teammates. So then we just say, oh, well, that's Ben. He's just a, just a bad dude. He's just a guy you don't want to associate with. But then here's Jameis, who was the 1A story for all the wrong reasons in college football for an entire year and a half. And now, fast forward seven years, and I'm standing in my bedroom saying, Damn, Jameis, that was a hell of a throw. Let's go, Jabu. I I just don't know how to justify that. I know you want to root for him. He's a guy you want to root for. Is it okay to root for Jameis? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Is it okay to root for Jameis? Because I legitimately, honestly don't know. I'm extremely conflicted on this. It feels a little dirty. But even back in college, there was something about him, and maybe I was just caught up in the fact I thought he was going to be an all-time great where I was able to separate football, Jameis, from all of the mess happening off of the field. Is it okay now, seven years removed 
to root for Jameis? Or should the amount of time matter? Or should I have sworn off Jameis years ago? Is it okay to root for Jameis? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Let's go to West Palm. Let's bring in Jerry. Jerry, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jerry? Hey, fellas. Um, I do appreciate the conversation that you guys are having uh, about Jameis Winston. You know, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys, you two guys are having this conversation because people cannot bring race into it, knowing you guys. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad, you know, you guys are having it. As far as rooting for Jameis Winston, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to root, rooting for someone that, you know, as, you know, charismatic and, and as outgoing as Jameis Winston, who, you know, um, are able to laugh at himself. Yeah. You know, that's laugh the, at, at, at the things that said it again. That's part of the appeal, I think. I think that's where I'm being and caught I, up in this. Absolutely, and and I, and I think one of the things that we have to understand this is this, this was all allegedly. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that he was not. You know, it, it didn't happen because some of his friends came out and said, hey, you know, it never happened. They were there and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's very conflicting. But I don't think there's anything wrong with, with that. And I think our society today have a tendency to just, you know, want to throw everybody away and, and forget about it just because they make mistakes in yeah, their life. We do in and this I country. Think we have to allow people. Yeah, I mean, Jerry, in this country, we, we talk a lot about second chances, right? Like, we talk a lot about Absolutely. reclamation, but then when it comes time to do it, uh, we don't necessarily want to follow through. And I think that's an, an important point. Absolutely, guys, man. Just keep up the good work and just, you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. There's nothing wrong, you know. I don't know if you guys believe in God, but, you know, there's, you know, one prophet in the Bible, King David. He was one of the men who messed up more than anybody else. But God said that David was one, is a man after his own heart. So we have to always, man, you know, try to give people a second chance. Appreciate you, Jerry. Appreciate the uh, the kind words as well. So I, he's saying there's a chance for me <laughs> after all. Yeah, all right. Maybe in radio. Does that apply to radio too? Because I need some chances. You're not a lost cause yet. Don't you worry about it. Uh, but but with Jameis, uh, yeah, I, I I just I'm going to root for him regardless. I just I I don't know if it's properly okay, and I can get called out. It's perfectly okay. It, I probably need to get called out, but. I also, we talk about second chances. There are some second chances that obviously cannot be, <laughs> cannot be honored depending on the offense. But just from a pure societal standpoint, don't, don't we, we, preach, we preach a lot uh, and then we don't follow through on, uh, on this. And it's tough because I don't want to come off as insensitive, and I know it's been a long time, but I don't want to come off as insensitive to the accuser, the Jameis accuser. When we discuss Jameis, this is a difficult, nuanced conversation to have. But this is also a sports talk radio show, and the sports meatball in me, the purely sports-focused me, says Jameis would be awesome as the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. So much so that that would become part of my appointment viewing Viewing, on any given weekend. Uh, Can't believe this is actually real. Another Jerry in West Palm. A different Jerry in West Palm. This Jerry, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Jerry. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good, good, man. What do you got? Okay, so um, I'd like to say um, I was—I've um, been a Buccaneers fan since they won their first Super Bowl, and then 
after that, you know, things hit the fan and they, they've been sucking. So, like, I was there when Jameis got drafted, you know what I mean? Yep. And I, I was hopeful for Jameis, you know, and, you know, we, we all know what happened, so I'm not going to get into details. So when he left, he, he left, he went to the Saints. I'm happy he went to the Saints. Um, after that last playoff game when we played the Saints and they had – they had that trick play where Jameis scored that touchdown. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I was so, I was turned off by that. Like I've never disliked any other team. You know what I mean? I've always just cared about my Buccaneers. But like when that happened, that's when I felt like that rivalry just kick on. Like okay, it's on. Like the first team I really don't like is the Saints. But Jameis Winston's there, and then he's getting he's getting these reps, he's getting these touches, and I'm like, yo, like. I, I want him to do well, if yeah. that makes sense. I'm yeah. a conflicted. No, I get it. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. It, it's, it goes back to his damn disposition. And it goes back to the, the the fact that everything is so negative. And then you see this guy who's getting knocked over in practice by the pads. This guy who's like <laughs> twirling in circles and and doing these weird uh, like thread drills. Uh, garbage can at garbage, home workouts. Yeah, garbage can. I've seen him. I've seen him. It's just <laughs> so weird and goofy. And it, you kind of like it, right? Like it's sort of, man, if this goofball can make it, that would be fun. That would be good. But then there's the stuff seven years right. ago where I'm like, God, why? Why did that have to be there? Why? Why? It, it just right. makes me conflicted as a human, not as a sports fan, but as a human. And I, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I was going to go there next. Um, and now now we're talking. You know, sport, sports is still sports, but sports aside for a bit. Um, my my thing with that, with you know, with the law is when people when people get convicted or when people you know when they get a sentence for anything, they get time, and sometimes they get other things. You know, community service. Uh, yeah. You have to write a letter to someone, things of that nature. Well, whenever you have someone, you know, do. Jerry, you're breaking up. I apologize. I, I, and I don't know the point you were trying to make. There, we so only I get apologize. one and a half Jerry phone calls a day, so we've filled that quota. Yeah, so. one. <laughs> the second one came in. The yeah. best was when, and I'm going to go behind the scenes when you called the first Jerry on air. The second one started talking because he thought he was going on air, <laughs> and he was still on hold. Uh, so there's man. a lot going on there. Well, there we go. Dueling Jerry's on a uh, on a Tuesday here on Ken Levick Alive. Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. In a shocking turn of events, Coquel were already wildly late. Uh, Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. You know what I love most about college football season? It's the fact that I get back in the broadcast booth with Florida Atlantic. But it's also the fact that I just get to see my guy, Dr. Jim Reardon, an awful lot. He is the boss. He is the man at the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And uh, honestly, he is, that dude has stories for years about uh, being in the sports industry, working up in the Northeast at some of the biggest sports venues. That's the type of knowledge, though. That's the type of continuity. That's the type of long-term sports intelligence that he is putting in to the FAU. UMBA sport management program that is what's being passed on to you the student and the best thing about Dr. Jim Reardon is that he adapts and adapts and adapts over 22 years he has adapted to the sports industry so by the time you get in there and you get your MBA in sport management you are heading into the world with a full breadth of knowledge about the modern day sports industry that is why so many students get jobs when they get their degree 
with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. If this appeals to you, if you're tail end of college and you need a plan post-bachelor's degree, this is for you. If you're a 40-something with a family and kids, need a career change, hate your job, always wanted to get in sports, this is for you. Remote classes, campus classes in Boca Raton, they're both options. All you have to do is go to fau.edu slash MBA sport. It's easy to remember. fau.edu slash MBA sport and find out more about the FAU MBA sport management program. When we return, we were right about something we discussed Friday. We have pegged what it takes to be a wrestling broadcaster. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.